Hello, I'm Erin Marcus, founder and CEO of Conquer Your Business, and I want to welcome you to Ready Yet? If all you needed was a step-by-step plan of what to do, you could buy a book on how to succeed and you would be all set. But here's the rub. You'll never do what it takes until you become the person it takes to do it. The Ready Yet podcast is dedicated to those who are ready to become the person who succeeds, ready to become the person who steps into more, and ready to become the best version of themselves. In the I'm Ready interview series, join me for inspiring conversations with people who figured out who they needed to be in order to achieve their dreams and were brave enough to be that person. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Ready Yet podcast. And I'm so excited today because my friend Tracy is with us. And so Tracy and I met, we were kind of thrown together a little bit because I was doing a favor for a friend of mine, helping her drive to a few different speaking gigs that are all right near my house, because that way her and I could spend time together. And that's how I met Tracy. And then it was like, well, why don't you come speak at my eWomen network? And then it was like, well, how can I help you? And then it was, how can we do more together? And it was just one of those people. I think the biggest thing I was drawn to right away is that action taker. You know, you know, I love someone who's like, I have this idea. Let's make it happen, make it happen, make it happen. Um, So I'm excited to hear more about your story that I don't know and share that with everybody. But why don't you give everybody a little more formal introduction to who you are and what it is that you do. Well, thank you so much, Erin. So who am I? I am a lot of things as all of us are, right? (laughs) Right? (laughs) It's like, do you want professional? Do you want personal? Do you want all the fun things? So So, I have two Newfoundlands. I have two kiddos in high school. My -hmm. husband is amazing. And I don't like big cities, but I love small town, rural USA because I like outside. But really what I do is I partner with business owners to create the environment for their staff to be fulfilled in the work that they're doing while meeting and exceeding business results. That's what I do. Right. Oh my God. Like do the work, get it done, get the results and be happy doing it exactly versus I want more 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 it's like whoa whoa, whoa. what is what does success look like can we just define success for a second right before right before we worry about wanting more wanting more wanting more and, and focusing on what you don't have I laugh I because I say that about my dog he only <laughs> focuses on what he doesn't have if I'm if he's sitting next to me and I'm petting him with one hand he's pawing at the other hand like he only focuses on what he doesn't have. And I think that's a really good point, right? I mean, for your business owner clients, for the employees that work for them, there really is so much focus on whether it's what we don't have, whether it's what didn't work, whether it's what's still on the to-do list. And it just kind of makes us all miserable, perpetual state of frustration. And it's the mindset, right? Like, you know, just looking around and being like, I appreciate all the, I appreciate my shipping container as an office. I see that. (laughs) Love it. Right. And 
So how did you get, I want to say when I met you, you were already well into the HR consulting world. You mm-hmm. were trying to decide exactly what lane and, and what to focus on with that. But how did you get into managing team and helping others do that um, for what you want, you know, knowing that that's where you wanted to make your difference? Absolutely. So here's what's really fun is every mistake or misstep is the springboard to opportunity, right? Doesn't feel I mean, like it, it at the time, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Feel like Sometimes it, it doesn't feel like it at the time, right? Like I just got off a call with um, a director inside of an organization as we're talking about, you know, this person just can do the job. Like they have the ability, they can do it for short spurts, but man, they're not consistent. They're tying her in a pretzel. And will you do the job for a long period of time, right? And so it's, it's, there's a couple different things when individuals are right in an, in an organization. One is, do they have the behavioral traits and the cognitive traits to do a job well? Will they do it for a long period of time? And can they do it for a long period of time? I feel like I'm doing the Macarena. Well, we um, use video <laughs> as well as audio, so you're fine. People can, people can dance along with you. Um, you know, so that's one piece. And then the second piece is the culture. And what is the culture you're creating? And does that match the culture of the individual? So going back to your question, which was, you know, what led you to this? And what it was, was I was in a job that I was perfect for. I loved that job and I did it really, really well. The culture of the organization was an awful fit for me because it was an organization that was incredibly, incredibly structured and like seven approvals before you could send out a proposal. Yeah, that's not the action taker, Tracy. I, you know, you're like, at this point, I'm unemployable because I couldn't handle that. <laughs> right. no exactly, exactly. So with that being said, it's like, oh man, like this is not going to work for me. So knowing that, then it's stepping into that next thing and saying, okay, so what is it that I do want, right? And for all of you out there listening, whether it's your own business or you're in a job right now, like we're in the middle of the great resignation, how do you create the great retention inside your organization? And you want to know how you do that is you ask the question, what do I want? What do I appreciate about what I have? Now let's create the, the task to do that. And when we do that, we need to look at what does the job need? Am I a fit for it? What does the organization need from a cultural standpoint? And what does the team need? If we can look at those three things, we can start to build ourselves around that. So how did I get there? Because I failed several times and I was adamant that I was going to get there. Enough was <laughs> enough. But it's so here's one of the things that you're talking about that I find all the time as well. Most people have no idea what they want. They've never actually stopped and thought about it. I call it doing the work before you go do some work. They've never, either they've long let go of thinking they had permission to to want anything, but we get so in the weeds of have a job to pay the bills, get a client to make the money to pay the bills. We don't actually think about what we want until we're so mired in what we don't want that we just run away to the next thing that we eventually don't want. Right. Right. You know, you said something gold and that was give yourself permission. So I had a coach, let's see, six, seven years ago now. um, And Jan called me out. Jan goes, Tracy, 
give yourself permission. I'm like, what do you mean? Give myself permission. She's like, we have been told our whole life that someone else needs to give us permission. If you think back to kindergarten, mom had to write a permission slip for you to ride the bus. And then you have to have a permission slip to do this and that. We've never been taught how to give ourselves permission for things. So if you're out there, I don't know if I have a blank sheet of paper. I've got a napkin. There you go. I, Tracy, give myself permission to, what is it? Sign it and date it, right? Like seriously. I have yourself permission. I had a really weird moment when I had a job and I was a kid. I was like 24, 25 years old when this happened. Um, First of all, who put me at 25 years old and in charge of as a property manager, a multi-million dollar, you know, 15 acre apartment complex. (laughs) But here I was. And the job I had until then was what you were talking about in the organization that you didn't like, where every step of the way you had to get the next level permission, 17 different people signing off. I was used to that. And then I left that company and I got another job. And I was in charge of this huge apartment complex with like 12 different buildings and a pool and garages and all these things. And my boss, my regional manager drove through the property and wrote up a list of all the things that I hadn't taken care of and brought it to me. And I was devastated that she thought I wasn't doing a good job. But the problem was I came from a place where I wouldn't have had permission to fix those things. So it never occurred to me that I had permission to do certain things without someone else telling me. And I think we get stuck in that. because yeah, and that's culture. And that's what's the culture. A lot of people love not having permission because it means then it can't be their fault. Right. Right. And if you're onboarding staff or even onboarding yourself as you're starting a business, right? Repeatedly you know, hurting myself. <laughs> <laughs> right. If you're onboarding yourself or onboarding staff, really having that conversation and having that as a part of the orientation onboarding. Here's how we work. Here's here is what you have autonomy with, and here's what you don't have autonomy with. And when we can put it to outcomes versus outputs, and let me de- describe the distinction here. An output is, Erin, you and I are recording a podcast right now. That's an output, right? right? Now, the outcome is we want 20,000 people to listen to this podcast. We each want to make $100,000 just from this one episode of the podcast. And from that, we're going to enroll individuals into our programs. It's going to have a huge impact inside their organizations. Those are outcomes. The output is we're developing the podcast. You were laughing at my outcomes. (laughs) I'm just, I'm thinking of all what people in between your world and my world miss. Is that you even have to do that if there's only one team member. You mm-hmm. even have, this is not for big companies. This is for business. Mm-hmm. And I think where I see it fall apart for entrepreneurs, and I know I'm guilty of this as well, is when we, you know, we were chatting before we got started about my assistant, Allison, who I've known since she graduated college. I've known her for over half her life at this point. Um, 
we're so friendly with some of our team members that we don't give them that formality that they actually want from us. Right, right. And it's called accountability. <laughs> and kind of like permission also, I'll get, you know, going back to Allison, and you're going to laugh at me because I'll give you permission. Giving someone permission or guidelines. So when Allison first started working with me, you know me, I, you're lucky. I don't usually text you at six o'clock in the morning, but it wouldn't be unheard of because no. I've been for an hour. And if I, my brains, I just act, right? I take action on every thought that pops into my head and I have to learn to stop and look at the clock. Allison was responding to everything I did as I did it. And I had to, again, with your outcomes, versus output. I had to let her know. I was not expecting her output to be an instant response. Right. The outcome that I was looking for was that Erin doesn't forget what she's doing because that's what would happen. Mm-hmm. I the outcome and that you know and it for small businesses we have to remember not to skip these steps. Right. Right. And I'll say too, so like we are a team, there's four of us, right? We're very specific about what our outcomes are. We have got a podcast ourselves and we're saying, what's the outcome we want from that podcast? We want to have 500 people on our list by this date. We want to have a thousand people on our list by this date. We want to have, you know, X number of folks that are subscribed and following our podcast. P.S. If you haven't subscribed and followed Aaron's podcast yet, do it. Um, you know, so, so those things we have, right. So we got some outputs, then it's like, well, what's really important. Is it important that we have subscribers or is it important that we are able to convert them to paying clients that can have an impact on their organization. And what I love that you're talking about, the other thing that I love so much about this, and this is why you and I just hit it off right away, because we think so much the same way. You're reverse engineering what you wanted. You knew what Mm -hmm. your goal outcome was. And you reverse engineered what had to happen to get your goal met. Instead of what I see so many people do in business, where they're just doing things, right? Mm -hmm. They're doing things, might be great things, but there's no cohesive intention around it. Yes. And so you might still get clients because you're doing things. Right. But the problem with that approach is that's like a hustle approach. And there's a bandwidth on hustle and eventually, you have, right. You have to right. take a strategy approach. And I think right. that's one of the things I like about your business and how you, um, not just how you run your own business, but what I know you do for your clients is why not, you know, we're not doing all these things, not only because we should build an inclusive company where everybody's, you know, empowered to be the best, you know, from a human being standpoint, but that's also how you reverse engineer the best outcome. I hope you're enjoying this episode of the Ready Yet podcast. I know I really enjoy having conversations about who you need to be in order to reach new heights. As founder and CEO of Conquer Your Business, I work with my clients at the intersection where what they need to do to succeed meets who they need to be to do it. If you would like to have a conversation about your business, please reach out to me at Aaron at conqueryourbusiness.com. 
and it was so interesting. So I'm going to take this and put this into a story. So I had um, a call with one of my coaching clients. So I do coaching typically with HR professionals, but business owners too. And so she got on and um, I'm like, Hey, Melissa, how are you doing today? And she's like, I'm really busy. And I said, are you busy the way you want to be busy? And she goes, what do you mean? And I said, well, are you busy doing the things you really want to do? Tracy, I've never really thought about that. No, no, right? no I'm doing 8 million things and I want to do one right. of them. Exactly. And I said, well, she's like, but, and I said, is your business running you? Or are you running your business? And, and, and right. And maybe it's because we're Facebook friends. So I see the pictures of the dogs and the kids, but I do know that you, you work hard and you take the action, but you also live the rest of your life because you're not in constant reaction mode. Right. And I have to say, Aaron, I had to give myself permission to live right. my life. Yeah. Right. Because it's like, Hey, you know, I'm working 70 hours a week. I don't want a culture where we work 70 hours a week. I don't want to work 70 hours. A week. I don't want to work 60 hours a week. Maybe I'll work 50, but that's like tops, right? And here's the thing. I had to give myself permission to do that. And then I looked up and my kids are freshmen, sophomore in high school this year. I'm like, I've got three and four years left. Am I intentionally choosing how I want to do this? And you have to plan for it, right? Like, hey, there's a cross-country meet at 4.30. Do I have my calendar blocked so I don't get a client appointment in so I can make sure I'm there to support them? And guess what? You know, E wants to be at school at 5.15 in the morning to work out. I'm like, awesome. That means my day is going to be 5.15 to 3.30. <laughs> yes. Right? Well, and right. you have things, but one of the things I, you didn't do, because you know I kind of like Uber stock you, one of the things you didn't do, I just keep track of what is Tracy doing. It's like, you're like one of my people that I'm like, oh, what is she doing? Um, let's make sure she's doing. Did you like the Jamaica pictures? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. What is she doing? But one of the things you didn't do when you chose to make sure you were there for your family was also tell yourself, I can only have a tiny little business. Because there oh, no. is, right? Because there's work to do. But the more focused you are as you do it, and the more dialed in into exactly what you said, what you are supposed to be doing to move your needle forward, you get to have the big business. Mm -hmm. And there's work to be done. You don't get to have the giant business and work 10 hours a week necessarily. No. But you can do all these things when you're more intentional about Absolutely. Because guess what you're not doing? You're not sitting on Facebook for half of your day. Right. You're not doing catty chat conversations throughout the day. You're actually working. Yeah. And, you know, part of that's a mindset of, of a belief. I believe that I can and I give myself permission to. And Aaron, I know you do a lot of money mindset coaching. And when you're coaching on money mindset, so much of it is giving yourself permission to do the thing. Right. Um, so you don't self-sabotage yourself from sending out the proposals and asking for what you're worth and all those things. Right. Um, but the other part is planning it out so that, you know, my calendar is, I have something called easy weeks that, you know, I adopted from a couple sources and kind of developed, but my calendar specifically says in outcomes, 
you know, the outcome is we are recording a podcast and it will be done in this hour. It's not, we're doing research on a podcast, right? Or the outcome is XYZ report will be written. So one nugget to take away is look at what needs to get done in your week to get your outcomes and don't put outputs in your calendar, put outcomes in your calendar. And also, I love that. I love tying, you know, that's one of the things I learned to do back in corporate was when we would put the annual goals together and then you'd put down all the projects you were working on, you literally had to tie them back to the goal or you didn't get approval. No one was going to give me money in my corporate job to go fly around the country the way I did if it wasn't going to get me to one of the goals the company had. Right, right. And knowing what the pieces are. It's not just what the outcomes are, but what the pieces are. So it's not just work on social media. We didn't put on the calendar work on social media. We didn't say work on podcast. It's spe- it's got to be more specific than that. Or you do end up sitting there, you know, stargazing a little bit, wondering what you're supposed to be doing. Right. So, okay, random question time. What are you most proud of in your business? Oh, what I'm most proud of is when I have a conversation with a client and see the impact that that work has had, not only on the revenue, but on the people and the fulfillment of their people. That is what I'm most proud of. Awesome. I love it. I totally get that. And the flip side, one of the things I believe very much about is In this world of social media where we're all marketing so visually, and I absolutely believe and understand from a marketing perspective, you can't be out there as a hot mess because then nobody thinks you can do what you say you're going to do. That being said, we see everybody's, how do they put it? You see everybody's highlight reel, but Mm -hmm. there's, it's not easy to be an entrepreneur. You have to do the different tasks, but you also have to get through the mindset and Without a woe is me attitude, which I know you don't have, I love sharing a little bit of the vulnerable, dirty underbelly side of what we've all had to crawl through to get to be who we are in order to do what we've done. Mm -hmm. So what for you, like, just didn't work? (laughs) Like, what did you, (laughs) I cut right looking back and I I keep saying this now because it's just in my head. 2018 was Aaron's year of failure. Like it just didn't work on so many levels. I couldn't do what I'm doing now had I not had that experience. Exactly. However, the takeaways from that and what I've been able to help people with by identifying where I was going wrong. So like what just didn't work for you that would shorten somebody else's learning curve? Oh my gosh, there's so many, right? I think what didn't work (laughs) is trying to do it all. You have to bring on the right team. And this is not me like trying to do anything other than say, you have to bring on the right team. And I don't have it all figured out yet. I don't think anyone does. Like I was saying to Aaron, like, oh my gosh, there's certain things that I need. Like, so for example, like Monday morning, which was a holiday, (laughs) I started looking through stuff and I'm going, okay, I need to get this output done to get an outcome. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's not done the way I want it to. Because what I have a hard time doing is taking these great big ideas and putting them into like digestible bites. 
So I'm sitting in my laundry room with literally sticky notes everywhere of how I want to organize this thing going, how come this thing can't just work? And how come I can't delegate in the way that I really want to or need to? And then I just had to take a step back and say, okay, what are you learning from this? What do you need to do? Because you know you can do it because you've done it a hundred times before in different domains. So what do you need to pull and who do you need to have a conversation with to say, will you help? And when we don't ask for help and when we become silent, it kills the relationships and it also will kill the business. So you have to be able to ask for help. And recognize it's not, you know, that there's nothing wrong with you for having not quite figured it out. I, right. Like it doesn't make you bad. It doesn't make you less than it doesn't make you unable to do your business. I think it's not, we we've been talking a lot because I totally agree with needing to give ourselves permission to do something, but also believing that we're worthy of it is Mm -hmm. the other side of that. Yeah. And Absolutely. that we're not bad because we don't have all the answers. I always said, right. and I don't know where this came from. I, I couldn't tell you where this came from. But one of the traits that has served me so well, whether it was in corporate or when I was getting my MBA, because um, this certainly wasn't around when I was in high school or even college, was I have absolutely no hesitation telling somebody when I have no idea what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't, some people get really uncomfortable though. They're going to think they look stupid. I am perfectly willing to let you know I have no idea what you're doing or I don't understand. And that has helped me. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So what's next for Tracy? What's your big next? Yeah. What's next? Well, I'm getting my ICF International Coaching Federation certification by the end of the year. So I've got my coaching. um, And then we have, Um, a program, which is how do you start your HR department from the ground up? And it's literally taking you through everything from how do I hire? How do I set? How do I design my team? How do I set my org structure? How do I, you know, create my job descriptions? How do I assess the job? How do I create a pre-boarding process and orientation and onboarding? So this whole thing of do it with me, do it for me, or you can do it yourself of this program to really walk through how to authentically, what we believe is every individual has a right and a choice to be fulfilled in the work that they do. As leaders, we have the obligation to create that container. So we created a program to help you do that while you still have the compliance and optimizing the talent to get to your business results. What I love about that so much is there's this gap. There's big companies, they have their HR departments, great. Mm-hmm. There's entrepreneurs, solopreneurs who really work primarily with maybe two vendor-related assistant type, two or three. We fly under the radar in general, mm-hmm. right? But for those entities that are moving from that situation where you've got a virtual assistant, maybe a social media person, but those two people have their own businesses. And now you're really building a team. Mm-hmm. I think HR is one of the places that you're just not prepared because there's no way to know what you don't know. Right. You right. have no frame of reference for how hard it is to hire, how hard it is to manage effectively, and 
all of the legality of it. And right. you can you can set yourself up for just a world of hurt completely accidentally. So yeah. I love I think that that product for that market is just fantastic. Yeah, and you know what's so great about it is we have the different versions of it so that individuals can come in and like, I have so many that are literally 15 employees, but growing and going, what do I need to know? Right. We have our membership program that's $7.99 for the year that gives you access to a certified HR professional on a weekly basis. It's every Monday at one o'clock for an hour, whether it's office hours or a webinar, right? Like, so yeah. And I think people don't realize my, my recommendation, having been there, I've been the big corporate person. I've had a company where I had 15 employees and now I have my more solopreneur situation. Don't wait until the wrong thing happens and you are in so much trouble. You don't even know what to do. If you're in growth mode, if your business is in growth mode, just have a conversation. Yeah. For sure. Way ahead. For sure. So if someone wants to have that conversation with you, nice segue there, Erin. Uh, what is the <laughs> way for I didn't even do that on purpose. What is the best way to get a hold? Not that you're hiding, but what is the best way to get a hold of you? Yeah. So um the super easy way is LinkedIn. It's Tracy Shirk. And my name gets mispronounced a lot. So I'm gonna make you laugh, Erin, because I promised you I would. I'm not a big green monster, so I'm not Shrek, but it's shirk like jerk. Shirk like jerk. Isn't it great? I'll share you, I'll share with you my Shrek story. I am 51 years old. I was at the gym where I do like a small group personal training workout. And the girl I happened to be working out with um, the other day was probably about 24. And the I'm a believer song was on the radio and I was singing it. And she looked at me and went, oh, my God, you saw Shrek? And I said, no, <laughs> that song is not from Shrek. I, saw, I watched that song come out 30 years before Shrek. The first time <laughs> that the song came out. And oh, it's so funny. Me, right. And she looked at me like I had three heads. And now she's my new best yeah. friend because she said, oh, my God, I thought you were like 35 years old. So now we love her. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. So, Tracy Shirk. You're not hiding. S-C-H-E-R-K. No. Did I say that right? C-K. Yeah. I always miss that C. S-C-H-E-R-C-K. Tracy with an I. Reach out. Have a conversation. Thank you so much for sharing your insights with me and your container, uh, your, your container office space, which is so much fun. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me on the Ready Yet podcast. I get so motivated by the amazing accomplishments of the remarkable people I meet, and I'm excited to be able to share some of their stories with you. You can find more episodes of Ready Yet at your favorite source for podcasts, or at conqueryourbusiness.com. And if you've already decided that you are ready to become the person you need to be to achieve your big goals, feel free to reach out to find out how I can support you in your efforts. Or check out the Work With Erin page on the Conquer Your Business website. I also invite you to share this podcast with anyone you know who loves to learn and be inspired. And if you're so inclined, I'd be absolutely grateful for any reviews you'd like to share as well. Thanks again for joining me. 
This has been Aaron Marcus, hopefully inspiring and helping you to go conquer your big dreams.